Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens. I'm Christina Roberts. I'm Chris Roberts. I'm Christina Kaiser. We're glad you joined us. Hello, it's great to be with you. Today we are continuing our series that centers around the phrase, I'm feeling. And this week's topic is, I'm feeling jumbled. This is actually a feeling that comes up often for me personally. It shows up in my marriage, with my kids, people that I meet with. I think lots of different things. Often we can have thoughts swirling around inside of us. Perhaps it's a complicated topic and we aren't quite sure what we think about it. And so we need some space to process, but we feel jumbled. We don't know where to begin. We don't have a succinct way to express ourselves, right? We don't have the Twitter version of what we're trying to get across. And so we keep it bottled up inside um, and we stay jumbled. Or maybe we try to put it into words and we're quickly shut down because somebody else is not understanding what we're trying to say. And then it just shuts down the whole conversation and puts a wet blanket on it. Or maybe we have a sense that there's a circumstance that we want to change maybe, but we feel a little bit jumbled about that. Perhaps we have a low-grade sense that something's a little bit off, um, but we aren't quite fully able to articulate the new thing we want. And so again, we don't even try. We just stay in that jumbled state. I think feeling jumbled can feel disordered. It can feel like everything's meshed together, tangled. It feels unsettling. But we can also feel jumbled after a positive experience, right? Maybe we come home from vacation and we're jumbled because our sleep is out of sorts. Our bearing of what we missed is out of whack. What happened while I was gone? Uh, We need to transition from one thing to another and find some reordering and some peace, right? So for example, our family, we just came off a very positive experience this summer. We hosted lots of people in our home. It was good. We're all glad we did it. And we've been feeling a bit jumbled. And so we're like, you know what? We need a couple of decompression days to get back in, to recoup, to settle in from actually a good thing. Right. So again, feeling jumbled can be from all different sources. There's the internal jumbledness inside, maybe your thoughts or emotions, but then there's also the external jumbledness of environment and circumstances. As I bring up the topic of I'm feeling jumbled, what comes up for the two of you? I feel like I am so with you in this experience of, ooh, this can come up in a hundred ways in life. In fact, recently we were just processing these ways. Like we had this whole thing planned. We were all going to go to Chicago as a family and we kept not doing the work to get a few things in place. And then I wasn't looking at my own schedule. It was just like everything was deferred. Everything was a question mark. And finally having a moment of saying, let me just take time to look at the situation. And so I did and then talked it out with Dominic and then talked it out with the kids. And then we put a plan together that felt so good that it was like breathing was easier. I felt happy. But the whole thing, really because of a couple stumbling blocks, just felt impossible. And so that is often the case where it just feels like this big ball of knotted yarn and we don't know how to get out of it. So I I feel like this is an easily relatable topic. For sure. Yeah, I really relate to this uh, topic of being jumbled. As you were saying, Christina, this happens in your home and in your family, and it it happens a lot with me. And one of the things that comes to mind is just thinking of just the different makeups of individuals. And we have a few people in our family that words are super important to them. And 
describing things with words, talking things out, verbal processing. And I don't find myself being one of those people. I'm an internal processor. And I think words often fail me. Uh, I don't know how to word the experience. And so that feeling of jumbledness happens whenever I'm trying to get in touch or name a feeling, name an emotion, name an experience. And so I very much relate to the topic. I think one of the things that that helps me is there, there's a psalm that I'm going to paraphrase it, but it says, I solve life's mysteries as I listen or experience music. And so one of the things that I turn to in, in states of jumbleness, and sometimes I don't have the wherewithal to, to know to do that, but it's like, oh, I'm feeling this way. I turn to my guitar and, and I actually work it out that these feelings that are in my body through my instrument, because words fail me and I'm not really a word person, or I'm not really into describing with words putting a paragraph or an essay together, but music often will convey what words cannot for me in the jumbled state. That feels so helpful. And just acknowledging that our un, the way that, that we get unjumbled, whatever the opposite word of that is, it, it's going to look different for all of us. And I appreciate you naming for some people, it is that word, that verbal processing for others is action for other. It's just, Christine, it sounds like you just had to take a moment and make a plan and through the planning then the peace came. So again, just acknowledging that we all have different ways that we get out of the jumbledness. And I think one thing for me too, is sometimes just like taking a break. And so the other day, our family was a little bit jumbled and you could tell emotions were high. And so it's like, you know what, we just need to go watch a fun show together. We're not going to talk anymore. It feels heavy. There's stuff to do, whatever. There's dishes. I don't care. Let's just watch a fun show together. And then after that, it was like, we got the wind back in our sails again. So sometimes I feel like just sometimes taking a break is really helpful for me when it comes to feeling jumbled. Yeah, I had thought about this concept of the holy pause, but you might think of a holy pause as being holy, <laughs> but in fact, like the playing of the music or the watching the movie could be just as holy. So I think there's something about all of those pauses, but yeah, I think as much as sometimes it helps me to make a plan and then do one step at a time. It is equally helpful, depending on the situation, to do nothing <laughs> and just wait because the answer makes itself known in the midst of being still because the brain is a little too chaotic sometimes. And so there's no plan to be had. So either way, sometimes it feels okay, one step at a time. And then other moments feels no, just get still, whatever getting still looks like and allow something to bubble to the surface, if you will. I appreciate what both of you guys are saying about like these different ways. And I think something that comes to mind, and we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, feminine energy and masculine energy. I, sometimes I feel like I have like in this jumbledness, I have some masculine energy. And so one of the things that I used to do that was so helpful is I would chop wood. I would just go out and just take my ax and just work out some of my frustration, some of my energy to release some of the tension that I'm feeling. And that's also a way that I've found to be helpful with getting unstuck or unjumbled. I find myself thinking about past work environments where as a team, maybe we were feeling jumbled as far as like what's next or the sort of flow of the office or team that I was on. 
and having opportunities where we can just let, there's no bad ideas was the mantra that we had. And let's just have this brainstorming session, getting out the whiteboard, just like putting everything out there. And there's something about that of just like even the most ridiculous idea or the most ridiculous high achieving, whatever, let's just throw it out there. And somehow like having all of that, I think again, gets it from the inside part of me into the outside world of, okay, here's all the possible many things that could happen. And then as a team thinking through, okay, actually, as you're saying that, that makes me think this and this, and we begin to bring some order. Like when you're doing a puzzle, the it's all jumbled up in the box and you have to spread it all out. And then from there you can say, okay, here's the blues, here's the straight edges, et cetera. And from that sorting out piece can then make something beautiful out of it. And I don't know, for me, one of my go-tos for feeling jumbled is just to get it all out there. That seems really helpful. Yeah. There's a little bit of that sort of brainstorming energy and that's communal energy too, right? Is adding others and because we all bring something different to the table. Yeah. And and then the thing I was talking about earlier, I think naming what the dissonance was specifically, like what am I afraid of or what's the real trouble here? And we had multiples, like we had taken a trip earlier and it felt too soon for the whole group to take a trip and We recently put up this greenhouse, so there's a lot of things that we're still learning about it. So just naming why it felt difficult and what the trouble was, which I think sometimes if I'm talking to someone and they're saying, oh, I have this interest, but I have no idea where to get started. Oftentimes there's too many possibilities on the table. So like you're saying, to have a group of friends that can come together and what really ignites, what really catches fire, then all that other stuff starts to fall away. And then you've got somewhere to go and it feels exciting, but before it felt too overwhelming. In in a recent podcast, we talked about spiritual loneliness and how sometimes there's all these things going up and we don't know who to turn to. And so I think sometimes I'm noticing this idea of I'm feeling jumbled when we have some bigger questions that we're wrestling with. And we, again, we don't have those succinct answers of this is how I would describe this. And I just encourage people just start whatever you say is going to be sloppy and messy. And I know that because you don't even know what you think, but you somehow need to get it out. And I think whether it's the whiteboard on a team level, or even like personally too, stumbling over our words is not a bad thing. Having things that like, maybe you're talking circularly and you're like, oh, like I know I'm repeating myself. And it's actually, there's something to be said about the repetition there. Let's pay attention to that. You are saying this over and over again. And so there's probably something there that needs tending to. So let's notice that together. And so I think sometimes when we can take that space in the jumbledness and have opportunities where it's just, again, just start saying stuff, even if it doesn't make sense, or if you're going off on tangents, it's okay. We'll find our way. And yeah, so I, I think there's something about even like having to revisit things over and over again. And when you come back to it the next, the next day or the next week or the next month, if it's a more complicated thing, you're going to have a fresh perspective. I think one of the most wise things that my dad always taught me was to sleep on it. If you have a big decision, sleep on it. And if it's a really big decision, sleep on it two nights. And he would do that all the time. I would ask him, could I do such and such? And he said, let me sleep on it. And there's a lot of wisdom is that now that I'm older, because you do have a different perspective in the morning, having slept on it. I don't know why, but there's just something about having that a little bit of distance and space that feels important. I find myself thinking about what you've said is super helpful about having the safe spaces to just be able to not have the Instagram post or the Facebook post, being able to just let it come out and flow. And I think that's such a challenge for our communities is to hold that space for people. 
to let this jumbledness unfold. If I could be as bold to talk about, a lot of people are working out different political ideas in in our country right now. And one of the things I, I have family members that have varying beliefs from me, whether it's talking about religion or it's talking about faith or it's talking about politics. And a lot of times we don't hold space for people to name some dissonance or this this is broken. I can't find a way through just that jumbledness that we have. And I think it's just more important than ever for us to value one another in such a way that allows them to be jumbled and hold non-judgmental space. We talk about that a lot, right? Holding non-judgmental space for people to work out and see the person as valuable. Also just value that process of I don't have to fix this person. I'm going to let them work out their thoughts and ideas, and I'm going to be a safe place to just listen to what unfolds. So I I really appreciate the conversation. I agree, because if we take all of what we're talking about today, like sometimes I need to chop wood, or in my case, probably chop vegetables, which is a very small piece of wood, (laughs) or I need to talk it out, or I need to sit with my guitar, or I need to name the thing. These are many possible solutions, which is the great thing about the contemplative, right, is there's not a one size fits all. We talk about that a lot. Uh, But it's funny, I was listening to someone recently who had gone through a whole class about our world today and how this, which isn't quite jumbledness, but they tend to have that similar feeling of like too much, but everyone is busy. And the big takeaway from the class, really, I think, based on what I was hearing was, it's not your fault. This is the world that we're swimming in. So many of us feel like it's our fault that we feel overwhelmed. It's our fault that we can't get started. It's our fault that our emotions aren't a big ball or whatever. When in fact, it's there's so much coming at us as a society. That's the way it's all living and how we're expected. And for a long time, it was all self-help. The five ways to do blah, the six ways to do X. And his point was, if you get to the end of that and you're not better, then it's your fault again. And so what we're saying here is look at all these many possibilities and do I have a safe space to unravel my ball of yarn and to go in a circle and chase my tail until the thing really emerges. And that is really difficult to catch because as we all sat and talked, it's so tempting for someone to come in and say, so the thing is this, but that's the opposite spirit. There is no thing. It's what do I need? What is unique about my situation? What's going to help me in this specific one, which may not be what helped me over there. So I think all of what we're naming, it all matters. And it's all so important. Yeah. The visual image uh, that I have of what you just said, Christina Kaiser is uh, a star Wars analogy. There's the death star. And if we get too close to the death star, there's a gravitational pull, right? Like it locks and, and we are pulled into the currents. Right. And so I think that's a very important to name. I feel like sometimes we're just pulled into the currents and you bring up, it's not your fault. And of course that's looking to blame something. And I don't know if that's a helpful question to start with within ourselves or to start with other people. It's more of like, where are you at right now? And to name, Hey, I'm caught in that gravitational pull. 
Thank you. I'm feeling less jumbled just listening to our conversation. So I appreciate what we've highlighted today. And now is the part of our podcast where we talk about what we are into this week. So what are we into, friends? As we are in the last kind of hurrah of summer, I think what I am most into are these little walks that we've gotten into taking after dinner. They're very wandering and the sun, the heat and intensity of the sun has gone down. So it feels really pleasant. And you know, it's not going to last, right? It's going to get cold and you won't want to go outside and there'll be meetings after into the evenings. And this is such a special time. And so I get so excited about putting the last dish away and then being like, do you want to go outside? (laughs) Like we're little children. So that is what I am into. Very nice. Yeah, I've been into enjoying the mornings, but specifically around the plants that I've gardened. And I have some, I really appreciate your tip that you that you said about the pepper. I've had some chipmunks that have been like digging the bulbs of a specific my habanero plant. And I'm into gardening. And I think the thing that I'm most excited about and into is the possibility for good salsa. I accidentally, I think it's it's going to not be in an accident, but I got a lemon plant. And so I was looking at the fruit on the lemon plant and I'm like, lemons look a lot like tomatoes in their early stages. I look at the description closer and it says lemon boy tomato. So <laughs> I I got a tomato plant But what I'm most excited about is salsa because I have habaneros, I have jalapenos, I have, um, and I am excited to make homemade salsa with what is growing in my garden right now. And I'm excited to eat your homemade salsa. I will stick with sort of a food theme. I am into salmon and I love salmon. I like eating salmon, but by the time this podcast airs, we will have gone on a family salmon fishing excursion on Lake Michigan. We were gifted a sort of a five hour boat tour and we were supposed to do it last week, but the waves were too high and the captain didn't want us to have seasickness. So we have rescheduled it and I'm excited. I'm new to fishing. So I just got my fishing license. I'm a brand new Wisconsin fishing license holder. We have our salmon stamps and as a family, we are going salmon fishing. So hopefully we will have some yummy fresh caught salmon at the end of that trip. Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, until next time, make it a great week. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, we invite you to stay connected by signing up for our Foundry Spiritual Center newsletter, where you can learn about even more programs and offerings. You'll find a link to subscribe in the show notes or visit us anytime at foundrysc.com. Thanks again for being with us. We hope you have a great week. Mm -hmm.